the Leash Today Talking Sport podcast, brought to you in association with Booth Concrete. Booth Concrete provide high-quality concrete products to Leash and the surrounding counties. Thinking concrete, think Booth Concrete. When quality matters. Well, uh, hello and welcome to a bonus edition or a, a second edition of the Talking Sport podcast uh, with Leash Today. Um, Alan Hartnett here. No Stephen today. It's all hurling today, so we decided to leave Stephen home. We rested him. We we gave him gave him a break. He's always getting slagged over being uh, football only. So we gave him a break today, and we we got a very good replacement for him. I'm delighted to be joined by Clockbanner uh, Collie Ollie Ollie Halley. Uh, Ollie, how are you keeping? You you look well there over in Balakana. So I I presume you're in good form. In great form, Alan. Thanks very much for having me. No, we're, we're we're delighted. You're we um yeah, I don't know we do often replacement for Stephen. Um, <laughs> yeah. We we do often slag our guests that uh, when you come on the show, um, you go off and you get an inter county job afterwards. So that's happened by a lot of people. Remember we had Billy Lockton on with us, and a couple of months later he was the Longford manager. We used to have Chris Conway on. Now he's a selector with the least senior footballers. But you were a bit in reverse, so I, I'm not sure where you will end up now. I I, I don't I don't know what. What sort of job we can get you? But can, can you update people on on what your your situation is? Obviously, you were you were with the under twenties again this year. Um, very unlucky to to lose out to Wexford, who who subsequently went on and uh, and were beaten by narrowly by Kilkenny, who then won in All Ireland. So um, we weren't far away in in the end, really, were we? No, and, and uh, it was kind of quite disappointing in in many ways because we. We built up. We really felt that there was something special in this group, um, and yeah, I mean, I never forget the final whistle in, in Port Leash against Wexford. Myself and, and Christy was beside me. Christy Coughlin, we just had our hands in our head in disbelief. Almost, you know, we'd lost by a point, and really felt that we we, we could have turned Wexford over. And then Wexford obviously lost to Kenny by a point in the final, who were the All Ireland champions. So, yeah, look, on mature reflection, you say it was a a good year, a competitive year, but. There probably was an opportunity to, to do something really special, a bit like the miners. Like there was, must say, there was a little bit of, a, of envy and jealousy in me when they got to the to the, the Leinster final because I felt we could have got there too. Um, but look, a very good year, I think, underage for for Leash in general, hurling um, wise anyway. Yeah, no, Algies, it was definitely like the miners yourselves. You know, first of all, gave us gave us some very good performances. Very unfortunate not to win that day, and then obviously the miners going as far as they did. And I never, it's it's funny. I was only thinking of it the other day. I think I've seen all of the the top minor hurling teams in the country in the flesh, except for Tipperary. So it's rare that I can ever say that it's never happened to me before. And uh, it was it was great to see these being able to compete with all those teams across all those grades. What what's your situation at the minute? Obviously, you're, we're in the off season now, and and uh, we had the announcement with. Um, Cheddar Plunkett on Saturday that that he's not continuing. I take it you you haven't made a decision there yet, or or what way is? Uh, just before before I answer that one, actually, when you do mention Cheddar, um, I'd like to, to kind of thank Cheddar for for his his time with Leash over the last number of years, and um, unfortunately, look, the last couple of years didn't work out the way he or Leash would have wanted. Um, there's many factors to that, you know, particularly the the injuries and whatnot, but. The service and the time and the energy that Cheddar's put into Leash Hurling um, is, you know, nothing short of remarkable, and and he'll be sorely missed. Um, hopefully, maybe he, he might get involved in other facets of of Leash Hurling because he's, you know, a fountain of knowledge and he's a usually inspirational guy, particularly for someone like me. Um, you know, the the first time round when he was training Leash, 
to call the games 13 and 14, beating Offaly as well in the league and championship, you know. So for someone as a young coach coming up, he's a bit of a, bit of a, a role model. Um, but just to say, you know, thanks to him on behalf of everybody in Leash. Um, my own role, we actually only got to meet my own management team uh, just this week. Uh, a couple of different factors as to why we were delayed meeting. So we, we had a good review of the year. And I suppose the next stage then will be to, to meet the county board just to review the year. Um, and we'll have a chat and see where, where everyone's at. But no decisions or anything made at the moment. Uh, just kind of reviewing the year, as I said. Yeah, well, you wouldn't know this podcast, though. You would know where you could end up. That's that's all I'd say. Yeah, be warned. You, yeah. you could end up anywhere. Yeah, the, here. The, the junior C's are looking for a manager in Dallas, <laughs> so I might. You no, know, no, Jerry, Jerry's doing a great job there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, yeah, as I said, you, you would know where you could end up. But uh, yeah. yeah, no, look, it obviously from from uh, from Leash's point of view, like it uh, the last couple of years at underage level have been positive, but there's been an awful lot of of development going on, and we can see. Um, a lot of players coming through. And we've already seen some of them come through to the to the seniors in the last couple of years. So from the outside looking in, it, it looks in a healthy position at the younger end of it. Would, would that be something you'd agree with? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, the the last couple of years, certainly under twenty and, and minor this year in particular. I know last year was a disappointing result against Kildare, but. It was difficult. It was COVID. It was knockout championship. Um, there's different factors, but even within that, there's some really good individual players coming through off that team, and and that's ultimately what you're looking for as a development manager, which is effectively what I am. That we bring forward three, four every year. Um, so officers on the twenty team, Kieran Byrne obviously is, is in there. Um, we got to see Tomas Keys this year move in along with the panel, and there was five or six more drafted in at the end of the under twenty championship. Um, so there is look, there's there's some really good quality hurlers out there um, within the panel itself at the moment. It's quite a quite a strong panel. I think Cheddar in his resignation letter kind of cited maybe ten guys that were injured throughout the year, and if you could get all of those back, the quality of hurler in leash is, is definitely there. The problem is probably trying to get them all fit at the same time. Um, no, I, I think we're in a good position um, going forward. Yeah, yeah, no, I, that's that would be the feeling from from the outside. It's I always say it's never it's never as good as you think it is, but it's also never as bad as you think it is, and it's always generally somewhere in the middle is is where where it lies. Yeah. But anyway, we're, we're here to talk uh, Harlan um, as we have been, but we're here to talk Club Harlan <laughs> specifically. Um, we've sort of this year, new year with the first of the sort of new split season in place and we've seen um, a different dynamic to the league. We've, we've seen more county lads being available than, than probably ever before. So um, it, it sort of has the, the standard of some of the matches that have taken place have been really high. Like Some of the games have been have been incredible to, to look at um, and some of them have been decided late on with I think it was one game Palmers were involved and it could have been the Aberdeeks one or where there was a goal with literally the last last puck of the game and um just even been a penalty shootout will will come to that sort of like so the 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 standard has been been really high but the this weekend I think Friday evening is the first of the finals and it's the Division One A final uh, it's a good thing we don't have Stephen here now we'll be giving out about that he wants to call one two three four five six eight. he's not not interested in ASB but anyway uh, Division One A final Cameras are up against uh, Rathdown Yard. Carmers unbeaten so far this year. The, the two draws and five five wins. Are they back, Ollie? Would, could we say Carmers are back? I think Stephen had a tweet up about Offaly being back. Are, are we saying the Carmers are back as well? 
Um, I don't think they've ever gone away, have they? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, you know, look, yeah, Cameras have been very impressive throughout the league, as you said, undefeated. Um, they, I think from their own high standards, they would say they maybe have slipped in championship the last couple of years, but they they have some really top quality hurlers and they're now bringing through a little bit of youth in the team as well. Um, I, I obviously know Tomas Mossy Keys and, and Dan Delaney very well the last couple players and they've really provided an injection into that cameras team massive from center forward has been excellent and um dan is a top quality forward as, as well as being a really really good free taker so um yeah look i don't think they ever went away um i think they're strong they they have a very um deep panel i think as well if, if i remember rightly last year in championship they used the highest number of players That's right so the, the the quality of hurler is definitely up in in cameras and um I think they'll go in very confident on Friday night that they can they can league again. They've had their group together as well for the majority of the year. I know they had uh, Tomas and, and Dan with you, um, and they had um, Mark Dolan with Mark the seniors. Dolan. But yeah, mm. outside of that, they've, they've largely had um, their group together. Does that does that help? You know, is that a help that you have the same? You know, train. I presume training obviously then is at a high enough level because you have all your your main players there all the time. It, like, is that it does that help or, or is it sometimes better nearly to get a glut of lads back and rise things up closer to the championship or, or does it really matter either way or the other? It it depends on where you're at. And I think for cameras this year it definitely would have helped that they had had more players available to train because I said they were coming off the back of maybe a couple of poor championships for their high standards, as I said. Um whereas for maybe or at Downey or a, or a Boris or ourselves, um, getting those guys back sometimes can be, you know, a great injection. Um, but yeah, no, I think overall, definitely, it's it's probably better to have your 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 players. Um, I'm saying that <laughs> as a county manager, <laughs> um, as a, as a county manager, saying I want all the county player, best county players in, obviously. But no, it does help when you're able to, you know, get that team team bond and that um, style of play and 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 everything nailed down. Um, so yeah, there's two there's two ways of looking at it. Um, but yeah, I think they're definitely at an advantage. They've had pretty much a similar team for most of the league. Whereas you look, we'll take that down because that's who they're playing in the game. They've obviously had uh, Jack Kelly, Lee McConnell, um, Brandon McGinley, Roddy King. I've missed someone as well that was in with the county. Paddy Parson, um, of course. Yeah. Um, so that that obviously that's huge players for them and. Suppose the other side of it is you're you're blooding maybe some of the younger players or or some of the intermediates in those games in the league, um, and it can maybe help build your your squad, and then when they come back, provide a serious boost. So, um, yeah, look, six of one, half dozen of the other, maybe. Yeah, it, it's it's sort of with the camera stats as well that they obviously won the minor championship last year, and they brought in a lot of them fellas. I I in hurling it doesn't seem to have it. In football, we find if you've got a good minor, he almost automatically goes straight into the first team. It, it just always seems to go that way. Harlan, you sometimes have, like I was mystified last year that Mossy Keys wasn't in the team, for example. But that seems to be more of a thing in Harlan that you sort of have to wait year do a year with the second team. Maybe it's because the second team play at a higher level in Harlan than they would do in football with the majority of football clubs. But I, I was surprised that he didn't or, or didn't make a you know the immediate impact up and actually has played senior club hurling 
uh, twice for Leash or senior county hurling twice for Leash mm-hmm. before making a senior club championship appearance. But I'm sure that'll change now in the in the next coming coming weeks. They've also brought in like said Cahill Cody, James Cody, uh, good good lads from from last year's minor panel. So the, whether they'll make the senior team in the end again, I don't know. But they definitely have go back to what you say about them having a very deep panel because if those lads play Friday, there's a strong chance they put they'll probably they'll definitely play again on Sunday anyway in the in the second final. So um they have definitely developed um a strong panel. I I think saying Keenan didn't play in their last league game either, so he'll probably be back mm-hmm. uh for this too. So they they definitely look like the farm team at the minute. They do, they do. And and um yeah, going back to your your on on Massey is saying some of the other younger guys, um it's it's probably nearly even more of a cameras thing that they they you have to really earn your stripes uh, up there before you're you're thrown in, and it's probably because of the the depth and quality of, of players that they have. I think like they were they have four senior teams um, in the club, and they were the first ones to have it. I know I think Balakal and Rathdowney and Dupars maybe have four as well now, but um, there's probably not the panic to, to to bring those players through, and and like you said, um, to get a year or two. At intermediate or, or premier intermediate, whatever it's called, under their belts probably stands to them in, in the long term. But um, I know it looks like Massey and Dan now, and, and um, another guy that's just a couple years older than Dan Breen at fullback seems to have cemented a place on their, their team as well. So there's definitely, you know, a sprinkling of youth coming there, which is always needed at times. You know, um, I think it was you a couple of years ago said that Balakala was a bit old. Um, <laughs> Never going to forget like that for one. That, go. No, no, never. And I think we we probably have the youngest panel going now. Um, uh, yeah, I I will never forget that. I'm sure. Yeah, I don't think he's lost the matches, so um, I I'll have to say up with some new insult for you this year. Uh, Rathdowney yeah. are missing missing a couple of fellas. Seem to be they didn't have Ross King, Brandon McGinley, the last James Ryan. Um, seem to be missing those in their their last league game. We're not sure how many. Uh, I think we'll have Dara Lyons on preview duty for the final, so he'll be trying to get details out of uh, clubs to, to try and uh, find out who's here or who's not here. But um, if they were missing all of those fellas, Ali, it would be hard to see them win it, wouldn't it? Yeah, I, I think after oh, after the last game, they played uh, Kevin O'Dee, James Ryan, Brandon McGinley, Roddy King, Dylan Carroll are all missing. And if they were missing those again, I think it would swing it in, in favour of Cameras, um, because they're they're huge players, um, particularly up front, James Ryan, Brandon McGinley, Roddy King, uh, Dylan Carter's four starting forwards, um, and it's been interesting that they've positioned Eric Killeen full forward and, and Paddy personal centre back. Now they've, they've their team has varied a little bit. They had Liam O'Connell in the forwards at, at some stage as well. So look, it just shows the the quality of hurlers that that Rathdowney have as well. But yeah, I, I think they're big losses if you're missing all those players on top of Mark Kavanagh from, from last year as well, obviously. Um, it would certainly give advantage to cameras, I think. Um, it should be, look, it should be a cracking game. I, I think uh, the, the league game they played earlier in the year, and there was a good few players missing from both teams that day, was, was a draw. Um, and I think it could be very similar, very close game. Yeah, it'll start to kick off the, the summer for a lot of people too in, in terms of the, the big matches that we'll, we'll hope to see I, I, yeah I, I think if, if they're missing all them lads I think Cameras will win it even if they have them all I still will I'll back Cameras you never back against Cameras that's our golden rule on this show um, Division 1B then or Division 2 whatever, whatever you like to call it um, right down the yard again yeah and Cameras like so 
they cameras came through very well against Portage. Like they were very comfortable in that game in the semi final. Um they again you have they have a crossover of players, but they do seem to have two largely distinct groups. I know there's a few fellas that that are featuring, but they do seem to have two fairly uh, defined teams. And um again, going back to what we said earlier about the, the strength and depth that they have. It's probably the same Rat Downey, but maybe there is a bit more crossover there. I don't know what you think, but I, I often find that they do tend to get a lot weaker yeah, as the championship it, goes the, on. Yeah, the the, the crossover um, definitely cameras have, have two relatively um separate squads now. Um there's a few that, that are eligible to play both. Like I said, Dan Breen is, as I said earlier, is cemented kind of a full-back place throughout the league. It's interesting to see if he stays there. Dan Delaney um, has has been on both teams. And I suppose it, it probably helped that their first team got a walkover in the semi-final, that the, the, the three or four guys were able to play at Port Leash. Um, Rat Downey, yeah, that second game, I suppose, if, if they're missing four or five of the seniors, that then means four or five of the intermediates probably need to step up to fill the positions and then how well recovered will they be 10 days later or sorry um two days later to play the the other final um like the guys there in that second team Rat Downey, Shane Dollard, Parik Rafter, Tep Fitz, Jimmy Corrigan they're guys that uh, own Burke one they could all be playing Friday night as opposed to to Sunday and the dynamic then if you win and whether you, you celebrate or don't celebrate and, and how fresh the body is for, for Sunday. So, yeah, the, the Friday night game will actually dictate probably Sunday's game in, in lots of ways that there could be could be crossover, could be double up. Um, I think I think cameras are probably stronger in that grade um, with the players that, you know, Niall and Oshin Bennett are, are excellent Exit hurlers very dangerous forwards, and they've got a couple of older players. Then I think um, Tomas Palmer and uh, Darren Dooley, Dean Delaney, they're able to play that great. Um, plus a few younger guys, Matthew Collar, Greg Cody. So yeah, I, I think Cameras traditionally have always been very strong second team, and I think um, I would disagree with you in the first one. I I, I think Rat Downey Earl will win the first one <laughs> if they have two or three of those guys there, um, maybe. But I think Cameron will win the second one. So we'll keep both clubs happy. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Okay. Well, you're breaking the rule. The rule is we always back Cameron, so you're you're breaking, you're breaking <laughs> that rule. But uh, yeah, the, the the second game you nearly want we nearly want to come back and do a podcast on Saturday morning to uh to have a better idea yeah. of of how that's going to pan out. Just. I, I was talking to you beforehand, but just on on the, the divisions and the league structures and 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 that, I think this is the third year now that we won't have anybody promoted from one B to one A. That the rule this year was that um, if you got to the final, so Port Leash finished third, uh, Ballafin then were fifth, with Ballinakill were sixth, the Harps the second team were seventh, and Mountrath were bottom last all their games, but. Nobody goes up or nobody like the Harps lost all their games in Division One A, but they'll they'll stay there for for next year. Now, is this a Stephen and Allen thing, or do 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 hurling clubs actually care? So, is it like we we were talking about this the other day? Found it a bit you know strange that a team can lose all their games and stay there, but is it something that people actually care about, or is it just something that Allen and Stephen were talking about? Um, it's a tricky question. Um. <laughs> Look, getting the structure of championships and leagues is always very difficult, and particularly within Leash, as you've eight senior teams, um, and then 
the traditionally the top four Balakala, uh, Club Balakala, Rathowney, Earl, Burskill, Cotton and Cameras all have very strong second teams and are generally in the second division or the 1B um, division. Um, yeah, the, the, the Harps lost all their games. You'd imagine they'd be relegated, but the next best second team was Port Leash, I think, who finished fourth in the Open, and the promoted team that finished fourth. It, it's hard to know. Um, if there was somebody in Division 1B knocking down the door and had got to a final or something, and I think the rule might, might have even changed this year, that if they got to a final and lost, yeah. they'd be promoted, then absolutely. Um, I, I don't think there's too many people giving out. Like, would Port Leash be giving out that they're not being promoted because they finish highest of the the teams that work in the second team? I don't think so. Um, are the Harps going to be giving out that they're not relegated? I highly doubt it. Um, so, no, it, it's not ideal. I t- totally agree that somebody should be relegated and somebody should be promoted. But, um, I don't know, what do you do? Do you separate... Division 1B into two groups and put the four second teams together and promote two or something like that to guarantee that one goes up. I, I don't know. Um, it's probably made even more difficult this year because the league, you've had your, champs, your, your county players for the majority of the league, which means that the four teams, their second teams are generally that little bit stronger because their players are not playing senior. Um, but look, ultimately... If there was a team in Division One B good enough to be promoted, they would have finished. They would be, in the, mm. you know, in the, in the top, and they haven't. So, I don't think they can have any argument. So it's it's a Stephen and Alan problem. That that's okay. We we've we've got to the bottom of that. Then, um, the 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 real hurling people don't care. That's that's okay. But I know, in all seriousness, like I I do. Yeah, that's definitely the the point. Like if there was, say, Port Leash had to finish second or got to the final and were promoted. Yeah, you, you could say yeah, they'd have an argument, but but they didn't. Or a Valafin or a Valmy Hill, but I think probably there's a big gap there too. And you know, the, those teams going up, if they're not capable of competing, that won't do them any good either. So it, yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree with you. Division two, uh, or yeah, division two. We're going to call it division two. Um, this was this was a bit strange. So there's, there's something happened here now, and I don't. I, the people may not aware of it but I, I, I'm going to say it now anyway but in the last round of fixtures um, Clonisley played Abbey Leaks Clonisley St. Manmans getting their full title played Abbey Leaks this was in the last round of fixtures and uh, the result on the website went in the wrong way around and initially and, and it had Abbey Leaks winning the game even though Clonisley St. Manmans had won the game and then a, a day later I saw Trummer giving a walk over to Steve Bloom and I've never actually spoken to anybody, but I wondered, because the result went in that way, it meant a Trummer were top of the table. And I wonder, did they give the walk over to Florence Lee St. Manmans, thinking, or to, to Steve Bloom, thinking they were top of the table because Abbey Leaks had beaten Florence Lee uh, and that they were going to play in the fourth place team. And then subsequently the result was changed and corrected and Clonus Lee St. Manmans ended up top of the table. So I don't know whether, whether all of that uh, had any bearing on it but what ended up happening was that uh, Trummer ended up playing Cole Shanahoe and Clonus Lisa Mammons ended up playing Abbey Leaks because it turns out both teams lost anyway but I don't, I, I'd love to know and I'll have to get on to my friends in Trummer and try and find out uh, did they did they give a walk over thinking they had topped the, top the table and then discover afterwards that they hadn't and ended up second but Abbey Leaks have got to the final uh, 
and they finished fourth in the group on seven points. They were five points behind the Dunstan set Madness, and they qualified for the semi-finals on the head-to-head rule to beat Boris and Cotton by a pint when the two teams played one another. Um, got to the semi-final against Clunisley. They had played Clunisley five days previous in that game that I talked about and had been beaten by 12 points. Um, and they turned it around fairly dramatically in the semi-final. And uh, we had we haven't had too many penalties. What's actually, first question I'll ask you, what's your opinion on penalty? We haven't had that many in leash. We had one last year. I think Rose Nallis and Rathdowney Earl might have been involved in like a junior B uh, or a junior A or something like that. Uh, and they went to a penalty shootout. Um, I can't think of any others. But what, what's what's your what's your thoughts on penalty shootouts in Ireland? They're very exciting to watch as a spectator, but I'd be I would be against a final um, being decided by penalty shootout. I think anything maybe up to that, if there's a time pressure, I can understand. But um, say like the the Munster minor hurling final between mm-hmm. Clare and Tip, like if that had gone to penalties. Um, no, I wouldn't be in favour of it. Um, surely you can squeeze in a, a replay for a final somewhere in, in the calendar. Um, yeah, it, it, look, it, it completely comes down to, to, to luck and lottery almost at times, or if you're a very good goalkeeper, you know, can, can make a big impact on it. So um, wouldn't be against, wouldn't be in favour of it in a final, no. We don't mind it for the semi-final, though. So, and that, and that's what happened between uh, Abedix and Colts and the whole, an absolutely cracking game by all accounts. Or Abedix and and Tullis Lisa, I'm sorry, absolutely cracking game by all accounts. Went all the way to the to the end of the draw uh, at full time. Tullis Lee went back ahead at half time and extra time, and then Abedix came back and drew it. Went to penalties, and David Sheeran, who I think will be crowned our star of the week on our Instagram poll. I think he's he's just edged out Sean Moore. Um, did you up David with with you with the with the twenties at any stage? Yeah, David was with us uh, last year. Um, he was our sub goalkeeper, and he came in again at the start this year. Unfortunately, he went to college in Letter Frack, and oh, wow. um, <laughs> he came in with us initially, and he was trying to 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 train with us, but unfortunately, distance became a, a big issue. Trying to get out of Letter Frack is is a very difficult. Difficult. So no, young fella David, um, very talented goalkeeper. Delighted to see that uh, he made a big impact in that game and that he's getting started the week. So yeah, well done to David, big fella. Yeah, it's not it's not quite as a uh, big an accolade now as, as we might be making it out to be. But anyway, it's it's maybe good for the ego. But he he uh, he saved the penalty, and uh, he saved. I think it was James Young's penalty. Like you know, I'd, I'd say when James Young was playing for Leeds, he mightn't have even been born. That'll give you the the age difference that was that's there. Yeah. He saved his penalty and then stepped up and scored his own one. So uh, I I'd say it doesn't like it must be tough being a goalie in uh, in Aberdeen when you're behind Ender Oland like you're you know you're you're probably yeah, bar, I don't know I don't know how long he'll have to stay there with the second team but uh, it, it must be tough be, being a keeper when you're when you're in Aberdeen and you're you're faced with trying to compete with him for the first team so fair play to him yeah. for making an impact with the second team absolutely no as I said he's a great fella um, Aberdeen seem to have a a history of of goalkeepers because you don't really before. Before end, obviously. So, um, yeah, maybe they might try and convert Enda into a, a forward or something like they did with, with, with Owen Riley. But no, I think I think Enda is happy enough for the goals. He's obviously the best best goalkeeper in the county, and and uh, he probably within within the, the country, he's super shot stopper, puck outs are brilliant. So, yeah, difficult for David there, all right. Yeah, but he's he's making an impact. So anyway, they got to the final, and they are playing against Colts and Ho. Trumrum started the year really well. Um, obviously won the 
the uh, intermediate at the back end of last year and they started the year well and they've got themselves into the the semi final for top of the top of the table up to that. But I'd say they'd be disappointed having having lost out. Coach on whole, we're missing a lot of players. Obviously, James Keyes has gone abroad, like who would be their 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 main their main inter county man. Um, but I I will say I'm delighted for them because it hasn't been the easiest. Like you know, we've seen amalgamations and over the last couple of years, and and their one came about just as COVID kind of hit and. It's been did, then they got relegated, and like it'd be a huge boost for them. I know disrespect for Tabidix at all, but it'd be a huge boost, I think, for Coach Anaho to win this final. Yeah, it would. Um, and you're right, they they, they came together at a difficult time during COVID, and um, it wasn't the best year for them last year. James Key's going to be a huge loss. Um, now I know it's America he's contacting, isn't it? So he, he could be able to come back in the, the latter ends of the championship because he's, he's a quality player and seen performances he put in for Leash this year um, were, were, were outstanding. Um, would have worked with James when he was with minor squads previously. Um, so yeah, look, obviously this is called Shanahan's first team. Um, it would be a huge boost for them going into the championship to win win a trophy and, and the Maryland. The boost that the entire club would get from that would be would be huge. Um, I I think I think they could be in trouble though. They, they have a league's team. Um, there's a lot of of really good quality players in that. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how many of them eventually are lost to their to their first team. But like they've Adrian Dunn is a guy uh, who was with the minors last year. He was he was injured a little bit. Centre half back. He's a super super talented young player coming forward. Eamon Fitz was with us this year in their twenties. Another excellent player. Um, and then they've got experience with the likes of, of Declan Phelan and, and um, other young players, Cahill Dial, Colin Burner on that team. Be interesting, I would imagine definitely Colin would, would play senior um, or premier intermediate with Abeliques later in the year. So that that's a talented Abeliques team at the moment. Um, and yeah, I I, I think Cole Shanahan might struggle in that game, um, particularly to get scores. From their, from their forwards, I think even in the semi final, the majority of their scores came from freeze, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, uh, interesting game, but I think Abelix might pip that one. For old Cole Shanahan's wait for for uh, for silverware may go on, but I, I think they might have a say later in the summer. I, I, I we will get to championship previews later, but I uh, I do fancy them that they might be able to to, to come back up. Um. Look, sure, we'll we'll, uh, we'll see how it goes, Ali. You that you you put you've nailed your your colours to the mass now on the on the three finals, and uh, I uh, I I didn't break my rule. I back cameras, so we'll we'll see. Yeah, and I, I backed back them back them if they were in Division Two final as well, but uh, they're not. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I I nearly back I nearly backed that I'm wrong on all of them. So um, <laughs> if anyone if there is anyone taking any bets on it, I'd nearly go go against all of my my calls. Um, <laughs> look, uh, put your neck on the block. I'm not going to sit the fence. So. No, that that's what you're here for. Listen, Ollie, thanks very much. Yeah. We'll be we'll be back uh on possibly Sunday, depending on when I get back from Kinnegad with the with the Leash Ladies. We we might get a podcast recorded Sunday. If not, we'll be back Monday. So uh for myself and, and Ollie uh over and out. The Leash Today Talking Sport Podcast. Brought to you in association with Booth Concrete. Booth Concrete provide high-quality concrete products to Leash and the surrounding counties. Thinking concrete, think Booth Concrete. When quality matters.